Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Radio shows do uh, when they can't afford real sound effects. <laughs> they gotta do. I the, mean, we have we have real gear and everything. We're not necessarily a budget show. Just you know, we're making fun of ourselves. So. Yeah, we are. We like to make fun of ourselves because you know what are you gonna do on a Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday <laughs> night. You know, everybody, not everybody, but like a lot of people, you know, gotta go to work tomorrow. Yeah, they don't want to be depressed about the work week so let's make them laugh while western civilization collapses. a little bit right and also like like some of the stuff we discuss is pretty serious like oh, yeah. heavy stuff so like if we can bring a little light to it it makes it more digestible it I does think. and i think that's really helpful because you know we've, we're so used to hearing doom and gloom and, and, and all that stuff everywhere we we always talk about how the government's messing with your life but yet let's talk about something lighter yeah, well, or at least have fun with it while yeah, we do, right? Yeah. Um, because we are a show, first and foremost, and you yep. know the, the, the point of doing a show is, well, to be entertaining in some way, shape, or form. So before we go on, I do want to say thank you to Benjamin Munson. Uh, Benjamin Munson is a gold-level amplifier. What does it mean to be a Free Talk Live amplifier? Well, you can go and visit amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Amps is the amplifier program. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Uh, Benjamin gives us uh, 10 bucks a month because he values the message of liberty and wants to help us get this radio program onto more radio stations. We're currently on, uh, I think it's 180 or so radio stations. We could be on more. We could be on 200, 250, 300 radio stations. I'd love to be on 500 radio stations. Oh, That'd be that so would cool. be so great. Uh, it's not out of the question, but it's all up to you. If you value the message of liberty, if you enjoy the show, the hosts, the co-hosts, the perspective of peace, liberty, and prosperity that we bring to the airwaves, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. There are some benefits you get. We only ask for five. Benjamin Munson, he gives us ten. That's great. Uh, There's different levels, different benefits that you get uh, for these things. So, uh, again, amps.freetalklive.com. Benjamin Munson, we appreciate you. Thank you for your contribution. All right. Uh, We've been talking about this follow-up article from 2021 when the FBI raided a private vault company and basically stole everybody's property. They, they were only supposed to target uh, those entities under investigation. They forfeited it. <laughs> yeah. They didn't steal it. They forfeited it. Yeah, the government doesn't Come say on, we man. stole it. The, the government says, well, it fell under asset forfeiture. <laughs> These people just forfeited their property. It wasn't stolen. Uh, so we'll get back into that, but first let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, we have Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Yes, I, I want to ask your advice. Um, you, can you recommend some good companies to buy stocks? That what do you recommend? That well, I bought. We're not going to we're not going to do financial advice. Well, I'm not a professional financial <laughs> advisor, so um take all of this with a grain of salt. Uh the best advice I ever received for investing is invest in what you know, right? And the the examples that were given to me from somebody else were what do you use every day? Uh and I'm like and I'm like Toilet paper, right? Because that's something I, I use every day. And True. and so they're like, look, toilet paper has a consistent return. It's not a high return. It's not gonna it's not gonna make you rich in the short term. But if you want to put your some your money somewhere where you get a consistent return, put it into goods that humans use on a daily basis. You know, and then I, I really believe in buying stock that that you believe in. So I um, Richard bought stocks with um, salts and also vitamin vitamin cottage and nature's grocers. So we bought put stocks with those. Okay. So and then we love. Uh, I mean, I love organic milk, organic eggs, organic meat, um, organic chicken, and organic vegetables. The the so stocks I'm that you bought them. then, Sarah, are they of things that you guys use frequently? Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The natural roosters, they, um, environment cottage, they promote, they sponsor all of these organic, um, hormone free things. So I support that. But so I'm also kind of interested in maybe, I don't know too much about like electric bicycles, like uh, solar panel people, or I was more environmental companies that, but I don't know too much about them. You know, I don't know what's out there. I, I want, yeah, I, I think as Captain said, I mean, we're not financial advisors, so my advice would be, um, you know, work with a trusted financial advisor and they can help educate you on those types of things and companies because, yeah, those are all uh, very noble and valid causes, but the companies that are providing them may or may not be doing so profitably. They may or may not be a good investment, um, so you really have to look at those things closely with an advisor yeah so that's that's what i was going to do is that and then i was gonna i i, I asked out whole foods weren't they got bought up by the amazon i was told that amazon bought the whole thing out they did that's why the prices were um really high oh they were high before amazon bought them out like let's yeah. let, let's be whole clear paycheck yeah they, they the earned name for them they earned the nickname whole paycheck <laughs> because their prices were astronomical mm-hmm yeah, it was always that way. People still paid it, and yep. then, and then the owner sold out. They let the whole well, company go, or turned it over well, to Elon Musk or something. Well, you know, they, I mean, let's face it: they're capitalists. They're running companies, and they uh, they have an exit plan at some point. So I don't I don't know if that was part of that strategy, but I, I can't necessarily fault it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I don't blame them, you know, but. Uh, yeah, so you're right. You're right. You know, I I want to support some electric bicycle, but um, electric bicycle, solar power, wind power. I I don't want to buy like Procter and Gamble um, stocks. I mean, uh, I mean, what about Apple? Huh? What about Apple? Apple. I mean, how are they doing? Are they uh, are are they uh, like a proper? I, I don't care about the 
the profitable, I mean, how do you say, making money part of it. It's like, do they provide an honest service? That's my, more of my important thing. Okay. I mean, their services, are they benefiting and helping people, you know? I mean, some people say they are, but, you know, they're a computer company, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And keep in mind, too, Sarah, that um, because you're talking about corporations, right, Uh, investing Mm -hmm. uh, into stocks, what you're doing is you're buying a piece mm-hmm. of a corporation. Corporations yep. are required by law to be motivated by profit, right? Unless, of course, right. you're, you're into a nonprofit organization, but those generally don't offer stocks. There mm-hmm. are some that might. So you might find a, uh, a, a private sector nonprofit that you can invest in. Uh, that might be more up your alley. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But there might be something that exists like that. But keep in mind that if you invest into stocks of any corporation, that they necessarily must make profit for their investors. That they're required by law to make profit for their investors. So, you know, the, the, these for-profit um, companies, even though I, 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 I'm opposed to petroleum oil, the Murphy's Oil Company, the gas station, hmm. But I went in there. They had a cup of coffee for a small, small cup of dollar thirty-nine still, and it was a robot mm. coffee maker that grind up the coffee. You know, as soon as they brew it. Yep. But I mean, they do provide some kind of uh, of service. That's the whole point of this. For even the poor, I mean, for-profit corporation, they provide some sort of um, yes. service. For the community, and well, that's why they get all these write-offs. I don't think they're all these horrible things as people make it out to be, as far as I'm concerned. And that's how, I mean, my understanding of the business model for those convenience stores, I mean, they are different names all over the country where they have the gas station and the convenience store. I mean, you got Wawa down south. That's a huge one. Maverick out west. Yeah. Um, they're, they're actually, uh, most of their money, most of their profit margin doesn't come from the gas because the gasoline has a very low margin, even though they saw a lot of it, they're making uh, most of their money from the stuff they sell in the store. Right. So that's called a, a loss leader, mm-hmm. uh, especially the gas stations with that are famous for the lowest price in town. What they're doing is they're actually selling the gasoline at a loss mm-hmm. and relying on you to come inside and buy other stuff, cigarettes, booze, beer, soda, whatever, this kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, and that's where they make their money. So they, they get you into the store by offering you cheap gas, which they're actually losing money on, but they're counting on you to come into the store and buy other stuff, which is where they're going to make their profit. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of peculiar. I mean, I I, I remember when I was, um, Murphy's Oil was trying to move into my neighborhood, and we fought them really hard at our neighborhood association. I mean, we went, I went to maybe three or four of those meetings to 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 make sure, like, we don't want a petroleum oil uh, company moving into our neighborhood. And then we lost anyway. They came in anyways. But with that cup of coffee, I, I don't think they were all that bad after all. I mean, even though they pollute the air or whatever, but at least they, I got something from them. that I got to use a bathroom. I got that cup of coffee. I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, you know. like, like, if the best advice I ever got was to invest in what you use and what you know. So if you can figure that out, uh, I think the answers will make themselves clear for you. Yeah, I, I guess I got to do more research. I, I really want to do environmental. You know what I mean? Uh, but I felt really good about investing in Vitamin Cottage and the Sprouts. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I really believe in those products, and I do buy a lot of their stuff. And I use it, and I, I'm not a patron. Uh, that's another advice. If you're a patron of that um, store or whatever service, mm-hmm. then you're going to give them business to make your, I mean, you're giving them business, obviously they're going to do well, you know? So I, I don't know. I might, might not go into maybe Starbucks. Um, I like Starbucks, so I might buy their shit, I mean, stocks. Well, I think. do, you know, do your research and then let us know the, you know, the next time you call or after you, you know, make some decisions, what you ended up on. And, and indeed, give them the business, Sarah. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. It sounds like Sarah's turning into a bit of a capitalist. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like... Yeah. I like I didn't I didn't know that I was a capitalist when you know when I was younger. Yeah. Right? I didn't I didn't really know that I was an anarchist either. You didn't know what name to call it. Right? I didn't <laughs> well, I mean I just the world had me convinced that when I was having thoughts like, Hey, that's not how the free market should work <laughs> or like, um but wait a minute, that's that's opposite of of the constitution right like yeah. i'm having these thoughts the world just had me convinced that oh it's just the crazy captain right he's just <laughs> always talking his crazy talk you know uh, like literally i mean that like wholeheartedly like the world had me convinced that i was crazy and uh it turns out no i was just correct well that is i mean <laughs> I, I, my belief is that is part of the government's uh playbook yeah, absolutely. They they want they if you're thinking for them for your for yourself, they want to paint you as somebody who's insane, crazy, mm-hmm. extremist. That's the latest word. You know, there's a whole host of them. You know, you know the words. I do. And that that's part of how they roll, man. They want to make you feel like you're an outsider, but like you said, ninety nine percent of the time you're right. I remember thinking about the um, conflict of interest. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when learning about uh, and it wasn't even in school, it was like I think one of my older said, like my stepbrother or whatever, he got like a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had to go to court you know, and all that kind of thing. And it occurred to me that the guy who wrote him the ticket and the guy hearing the case uh, derived their paycheck from the same entity. And that, in any other courtroom position, mm-hmm. would be called a conflict of interest. But because it's the cop and the prosecutor and the judge, they just sort of overlook it and oh, hope, yeah. hope you don't notice. Because exactly. it is a conflict of interest. They are all getting their pay from the same place. Yeah, they're all part of the same club. And, and you you're in not it. in it. That's okay. right. All right. So... Uh, Let's circle back to uh, the rest of this story about this uh, private vaulting company raided by the FBI, and they basically just took everybody's stuff, all their cash, their expensive watches, their gold and silver coins, uh, their collector's items, their family heirlooms. They just took it all, uh, despite the fact that the warrant they obtained said, oh, we're only going to target these specific entities. We're not going to take everybody's stuff. They went ahead and took everybody's stuff. Uh, Michael Finnegan, uh, who is uh, a Los Angeles Times reporter, uh, said, uh, oh, his reporting shows FBI agents and U.S. attorneys behaving in an almost mafia-like fashion. <laughs> almost. Hey, Michael, 
uh, kind of sort of in, in an exactly <laughs> mafia like fashion. Uh, we have some experience in this department here at Free Talk Live, so uh, feel free to uh, consider us an authority, a legitimate authority, because uh, we're experts. In we the field. know what tyranny looks like from a terrorist organization calling itself government. The FBI demanded bank records tax returns, and sworn statements from safe deposit box holders and their family members just to try to get their own money back. So, like, if I was like, hey, uh, yeah, I got the key to box 427 over there. Uh, They're like, oh, well, you can't have what was in box 427 until you give us your bank records, your tax returns, and until you sign a sworn statement and your whole family signs a sworn statement. Uh, before we can even think about giving you your money back. See, that to me is definitely a mafia. And, you know, whenever I bring up the fact that, hey, we don't need a government or an institution calling itself government, people are always like, aren't you afraid that it's going to become a criminal gang like a mafia? And I'm like, you know, the government is the mafia. (laughs) We already have that. (laughs) Thank you very much. This is why we don't need the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you make good points, Riley. But um, we just we just need to vote for the right people, and we the people need to make sure it doesn't get out of control. Well, how did that work out for you? Yeah, it's already out of control. Yeah. Did voting prevent any of that? Did you voting and getting involved in your political world prevent that? No, it did not. When you read how, uh, the article continues, when you read how a U.S. attorney asked a glassmaker's lawyer how much his client was willing to pay the feds to give him his money back, you realize the Ninth Circuit was not engaging in hyperbole. Let let me just rephrase that for you all. Uh, A U.S. attorney asked a glassmaker's lawyer, whose stuff was taken by the FBI in this raid, how much he was willing to pay the feds. To give him his money back. What's it worth to you, huh? Right. That's stupid. It's uh, really <laughs> sad that these these thugs get to decide, oh, how much is this worth to you to get back? You know what this is? <laughs> this, is uh, this is schoolyard bullying. It, it is. is. It's exactly yeah. schoolyard bullying. Yeah. And people need to understand. Bully took your lunch money. schoolyard mm-hmm. bullying. Like, oh, what's it worth to you to get it back, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what this yep. is. You remember when there was this whole, like, like the government itself, like, put forth these, like, public service campaigns about, like, anti-bullying? Mm-hmm. Is your yep. kid getting bullied in school? Is oh, it what do you think what, happening? What do they call that uh, when, you're, when you, you know, sort of accuse somebody or say something that you're really the one doing? Projection? Yeah, it's projection. Oh, That's government projection. It sure is. Uh, the FBI's raid is not dissimilar to the writs of assistance that permitted redcoats to break open doors, chests, trunks, and other packages to find contraband or stolen items, a practice despised by the colonials. It is a power that places the liberty of every man in the hands of every petty officer, and petty they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 18th century statesman James Otis said in a famous speech against the Ritz, which led the eventual adoption of the Fourth Amendment, the question now is, who will be held accountable for the FBI's lawless, shameless raid? But Don- but Donald Trump's going to save America. He's going to pr- put us back on the right course. We have the same question here at Free Talk Live regarding the Crypto Six. The question now is, who will be held accountable uh, yeah. for the FBI's lawless, who's, shameless who's raid? Who's going to be held accountable for Bonnie's dog being terrorized by thugs? 
I think, unfortunately, no, we know what the answer is likely to be. Uh, no one. No one, exactly. Yep. Not our host, nobody. But nobody. That's right. No one. Yeah. No one. It is. Uh, so uh, the the government itself put out anti-bullying propaganda. And it didn't occur to them, or maybe it did, that all of these things apply to them as an organization. Exactly. Like everything that they put out about, you know, oh, does this happen to you in the schoolyard? Well, well, no, but it happens to me in my tax form. Yep. You know, does this happen to you, you know, uh, when you're, you know, at the playground? Uh, well, no, but it happens to me when I'm out on the streets. I think uh, from, you know, from their perspective, it's called lack of self-awareness, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, self-awareness is... Self-awareness is not something in their vocabulary. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, it may be in their vocabulary, but they don't know how to use (laughs) self-awareness to determine, are are my actions really in line with my ethics? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Milgram experiments, but this is where the... Oh, yeah. The, the authority figure says you got to keep pushing that button and zapping the the other participants. Mm Mm-hmm. The experiment requires you to continue. Yes. yes. Until the person may die, potentially. Yep. And they and, continue. And they of keep, and they they keep do. doing it. Because and people love, people real, whether people realize it or not, they think an authority figure is going to save them. I come from a, a church that, you know, had a man in his head called a prophet, and you had to follow the prophet. I grew up singing songs as a kid called, follow the prophet, follow, he knows the way. And it's just propaganda these authority figures don't know anything stop following them we i mean uh, bring it up again we talked about it last week but i mean the covid era was some of the most egregious examples of that 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 were things that were applied to the masses you know lockdowns yeah and that's a prison term well that's what it was yeah uh the the world basically uh, nearly experienced simultaneous martial law yeah and, the, only, and, the only missing ingredient there was tanks in the streets. But people, you know, to the Milgram, I mean, it was like that. I mean, people, as it went on, people, like, embraced it more and more and more. You know, not everybody, clearly, we didn't. Yeah. But it, they became obsessed with it. And, you you know, you have, you have to listen to the science and you have to listen to governor so-and-so. I mean, I actually had a friend, somebody who claims to be intelligent, that said, I will... If Gar- if Charlie Baker thinks that I should do that, then I'm going to do that. This is a person who obviously lived in Massachusetts at the time. Insane, absolutely insane. Yeah, the uh, the lack of people standing up for each other, I found completely disturbing. Me too. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We've got one more segment for you of tonight's edition of Free Talk Live coming up. Don't go anywhere. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. 
Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. Still struggling to find traction in polls ahead of the South Carolina Republican primary election, Nikki Haley is pressing hard on the case against Donald Trump's electability in November. She told Fox News she does not believe that he can win. He said himself that he's going to be spending more time in a courtroom than he is going to be on the campaign trail. She also claimed Trump has compromised the Republican National Committee by appointing family members in top positions there. Joey Logano took poll position to start the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Many eyes on driver Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who aimed to defend his 2023 Daytona 500 crown. After finishing far back in one of the dual races last week, Stenhouse is racing from the middle of the pack to start this year. Driver Michael McDowell qualified in the second outside position on the track. The green and checkered flags wave Sunday from Daytona Beach. I'm Ryan Daniels, U.S. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
double delay. <laughs> we did it, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really knocking it out of the park here at the uh, final segment of tonight's Sunday edition. Well, we got to knock it out of the park since we're at the final, final inning, you know. And that's right. Uh, this show, Free Talk Live, is brought to you by ForkFest, happening June 13th through 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. I'm going to be there. Come say hi. All right. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to jump into the headline from the New York Post. Methodist church pastor accused of dealing crystal meth out of parsonage. (laughs) Wow. um, uh, When I lived in the Seattle area, uh, there's a there's a church in Shoreline, Washington. That's a you know little subsection of the Seattle area, uh, and they have a, a church there on the corner. I used to drive by on my way to band rehearsal all the time, called the Free Methodist Church. <laughs> and uh, one day, I, I don't know if you guys know about like the homeless camps in the big cities or whatever. Uh, in in the Seattle area, they move from town to town, place to place, church to church, mm-hmm. right? Nonprofit to nonprofit, or somebody with some land or whatever. Like they can't stay in one place for too long because I don't know the cops will show up and. You know, uh, flip tables or something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But so at any rate, uh, it was the free, the Shoreline Free Methodist Church. It was their turn to host the tent city, mm-hmm. and so as you would imagine, this meant there were a bunch more, um, let's just say, unsavory looking characters about, right? Uh-huh. Uh, people with you know torn coats and used hats and you know unshaven and you know possibly unshowered, this kind of a thing, right? These are uh, people living in tents, right? So. Uh, they're doing the best they can. Maybe they got problems with drugs and alcohol. You know, they're they're getting help through uh, these nonprofit organizations, helping them out, giving them a place to stay, et cetera, and so on. Well, we can only assume it was somebody from the tent city uh, had uh, defaced the sign so that it now read the Shoreline Free Meth Church. They <laughs> <laughs> just sort of nice. blanked out the Otis. And so I drove That's by. Hilarious. Did they have a big congregation? <laughs> Man. If they were, they were itchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never taken a meth, and I don't plan to, so uh, I wouldn't know about no, that. No, I haven't either, but uh, there's plenty of jokes about meth heads and scratching themselves mm-hmm. and okay. being itchy and that kind of a thing. All right. Um, so at any rate, uh, Methodist church pastor accused of dealing crystal meth. <laughs> now, in the case of this church that I was talking about, well, that might make sense, right? You've got a captive audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in, in theory, yeah. Oh, man. You're not going to believe where this is out of. A Methodist Connecticut pastor. Oh, wow. Has been accused of dealing crystal meth out of his church's parsonage police set. Herbert Miller, age 63, the Reverend of Woodbury United Methodist Church, was arrested Friday after cops were tipped off about the clergyman's alleged side gig reminiscent of the plot of Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't listened to or watched that show yet. Oh, it's good. Okay. It's good. Um, If you haven't watched it yet, you might save it for like, 
You know, I don't know. Like I, there's a couple of shows that I've never watched, uh, and I'm saving it for like, you know, when I have a bunch of downtime or like, you know, as I get older, you know, maybe I'll have a a thing. I need to have a surgery or something. I might be laid up for a couple of days where I can like binge it. Yeah, you know. So I got a couple of those. Like, uh, uh, what's the? It's the dragons and knights and whatever that everybody watched and uh, Game of Thrones. Never seen an episode. Never, never, never read the book. Never uh-huh. saw an episode, despite like everybody I know watching the damn thing. Same yeah. with me, man. Yeah. Not, not one. So that's one of those that I'm like, I'll get around to watching that. Like when I got an abundance of time to do so, because that's like I don't even know how many seasons that thing was, but it's way too long to like get into yeah. now. At any rate, the article continues. The Walter White lookalike pastor was busted at the site of a purported drug deal set up by a cooperating witness who had alerted the police. Uh, you're going to rat on the pastor? Yeah. yeah. The local news outlet, uh, Republican American of Waterbury, reported, Miller was pulled over by state troopers in Woodbury and found to be in possession of crystal methamphetamine in both rock form and in liquid form in a hypodermic needle, ready for injection. According, hardcore, man. According to a press That is hardcore. <laughs> Driving around with the stuff in your vehicle, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was according to a press release from the Connecticut, as you might say, Connecticut. State police. Miller was allegedly slinging meth in exchange for watching gay couples engage in sexual activity, reported wow. the local news outlet, citing police. Uh, yeah, uh, people who have mm, extracurricular desires that go against you know, something inside them, the religion in this particular case. Uh, are sometimes attracted to positions of power. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, those can be government, or they can be churches, uh-huh. uh, among other things. It can be other things, too. Uh, I can't think of any other. Like, I'm thinking Parks Department or, you know, military. Well, that's government, too, I guess. Government's a pretty, pretty broad brush. Uh, the Post could not independently confirm that allegation and reached out to the state troopers seeking Further comment. Oh, so they're they're gonna say it. They're gonna publish it, even though they couldn't confirm it. We can neither confirm nor deny what happened. Uh, you know, if you put a hat on him, he does kind of look like Walter White. Yeah, from they got a picture of him here. He's bald head. You know, sort of tiny mustache, just a little bit of tiny soul patch, a little bit of a goatee. You know, he's got a gruff looking demeanor. Uh. <laughs> I mean, he actually looks like a pretty cool dude. I mean, for, I mean, good-looking guy. I mean, so. Oh, and they got another picture of him with the glasses. Makes him look even more like Walter White. Yeah, I didn't see that one before. There was no word on how long the sixty-three-year-old cleric had been allegedly moonlighting as cleric. a meth dealer. <laughs> cleric. He's <laughs> gonna pull out like a sorcery <laughs> right, uh, yeah. book. <laughs> Please hand me my hand me my cape and my staff. <laughs> the pastor was charged with possession of narcotics with intent to sell, possession of a controlled substance, use of drug paraphernalia, among other charges. Miller was released on ten thousand dollar bail and was ordered to appear in Waterbury Superior Court on Feb twenty three. So, a couple of days from now, three four days. Yep. He was hired by Woodbury United Meth. A dist church <laughs> in July. By Monday, his name had been removed from the church's website. 
Surprise, surprise. Miller previously served as pastor of the First United Methodist (laughs) Church in Shelton, I believe also in Connecticut. Like, this makes me wonder how many, like, clergy types are engaging in, you know, we'll call it black market activity. I have really nothing against this guy selling drugs. I don't either. I don't really care. As long as his clients were willing... Right. And, you know, he wasn't harming anyone in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. People have the right to self-harm, in my opinion. Right. So if you want to harm yourself by taking something like meth, okay. As long as you're not harming anyone yeah. except yourself in the process. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have anything against him actually dealing the drugs. It does kind of seem like a perfect cover for it. And so now I'm wondering, oh. like... What kind of a market is there within these these clergy who are willing to commit uh, what you would think they would consider sinful acts? Yeah, I mean, um, let's just say I'm not picking on any particular faith um, that wouldn't be appropriate, but there have been plenty of stories over the years, different, I'll say, real, real wrongdoings where they are harming people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so despite their position of power... Because a, a church, in my opinion, or a religion is just like a corporation. It yeah. is just like government and its structure and its power and authority and what it does. Um, but you're but, saying but, it has responsibilities, um, or you're saying no. that it it uh, can attract unscrupulous people. Yeah, yeah, more more like that. Okay, but uh, you know the sort of I, I think implicitly or explicitly. You would think that um, somebody in that position is sort of somebody who does good, whatever that means. I think you know what I mean. Like, and it just goes to show you they're human beings like anybody else, and they're fallible. Um, yeah. that, that's just that. I think that just proves the point. Do you think uh, this guy deserves forgiveness, assuming he's guilty? Uh, everyone deserves forgiveness, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean that he should be immediately forgiven. It just means that people deserve forgiveness. However, that well, what kind of forgive? Are we kind of like forgiveness in the religious sense? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, and you would think that he thinks that too, right? Like, I'm I'm curious about the the guy who uh, snitched on him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Did did the pastor short his bag of meth a little bit? You know, it could be. Was there some sort of a personal conflict? And he was, like, oh yeah. Well, I'll get back at you. I'm going to call the police. Yep. Right. You know. And then the police are like, will you wear a wire? He's like, sure. And then mm-hmm. this happened. Yep. I mean, that's what it seems like happened. I, yeah. I don't know if he actually wore a wire or not. It doesn't say in the article. Um, but I mean, in a free market, this activity is not illegal. Right. Um, in a truly free market, which we don't have. Uh, this activity would would be just fine uh, as long as again he wasn't hurting anybody uh, to engage in this activity. So, I it makes me wonder like like we know uh, like the Catholic Church is involved in all sorts of scandals all the time, right? Just they to, are just that's, to name that, a faith. That's what I was just to name a faith yeah, because hypothetically like, not thinking of yeah, okay. <laughs> the Mormon Church has been involved in a lot more scandals lately too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Scientology, yeah. Uh, you know? polygamy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, polygamy is Mormonism, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, um, so it makes me wonder, like, 
you know, is there this sort of like underground network within uh, religions, you know, for dealing things, right, that are, you know, otherwise frowned upon? Oh, of course there is. It could be, yeah. Of course there is. It could be. It's just not on Front Street, and people want to hold their their leaders of the righteous moralists. Like within Mormonism, I'm sure they hold the top leaders as righteous moralists, but there's shady dealing in that leadership. You've got to be. There has to be. All right. Um, did you have something else? Well, I, I think to Riley's point, that was kind of part of where I was going to earlier, where um, there's often corruption in those types of structures. Not everybody, of course, but it does exist. Yeah, I mean, even in like a regular Joe job, right? You know, there's corruption, you know, there. And, and by corruption, I mean like things going on in like even an office environment, right? Like uh, I knew of people dealing drugs in an yep. office, right? Yep. Corporate environment, you know, where everybody's, you know, eight to five, right? You know, yep. wearing the nice shirt, right? Everybody looks respectable doing their job. And like there's a bunch of drugs coming or, in and out of that place. Or, you know, I mean, the classic one would be um, embezzlement, um, mm, right? either yeah. straight up cash or things like uh, basically, I'll say, pawning or selling um, physical assets of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so those are just a couple of examples. One of the things that's um, traditionally religion sort of helps with is things like the homeless, right? I was talking about yep. the tent city mm-hmm. uh, earlier. Uh, they will often do, particularly around the holidays, they'll do uh, holiday feeds where, like, hey, don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, come to the church, we're serving a buffet, turkey dinner, traditional, right? Like Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's, all that kind of stuff. Well, once upon a time, there was an organization that tried to feed the homeless in Houston. And, uh, well, they weren't allowed to, uh, the, Why is that? Uh, the police came in and, uh, shut them down, uh, dumped out food, right? All that kind of stuff. Uh, this from reason federal judge temporarily blocks enforcement of Houston ordinance against feeding the homeless. Just temporarily. Uh, temporarily until I assume the, the court case ensues or concludes. Yeah. The judge found that Food Not Bombs activity, uh, these guys, we've talked about Food Not Bombs a bunch here on Free Talk Live, uh, because I'd rather drop food on people than drop bombs on people. Uh, The judge found that Food Not Bombs activity was clearly expressive conduct under the First Amendment. Well, thank you. Again, in like, you know, too little, too late, (laughs) judge. Right? And that's a question I think the general public needs to ask themselves in this day of digital everything. How is it that government still moves at a snail's pace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 you know, you, you call, you call, or you email, say City Hall, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, sitting in a stack of paper on my desk, waiting to be processed. Huh? Get off your ass and process. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? How do they know that, right? If yeah. there's just a big old stack of paper yeah. on the desk, like, how do you know that my particular thing is in that stack? Yeah. How do you know it didn't fall off or it didn't stick to the bottom of somebody else's folder and they delivered it to you? Or that's ridiculous. You know, it's not left on the copy machine. I mean, it, and it's it's a it's a good excuse to give. I mean, because what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to prove it? Yeah. Well, show me the stack of paper. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> 
Uh, I got a I got a, a a ticket for driving without proof of insurance in the Seattle Washington area. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy pulled me over for mm, question mark. I've he never even said. Uh, but then he ended up giving me because I had an expired card. The card said that my insurance had, it didn't. I just hadn't put the new card in my in my glove box. Mm. So uh, he was all, oh yeah, if you just bring this ticket in to the station, you know it's over there. Uh, you know then they'll they'll just make it go away as long as you can provide proof. I'm like, oh okay. So I go home and the next day, uh, well that night I call my boss. I'm like, hey man, yeah I got this. You know can I come in late? So I got to go you know, stop and show a card and, you know, so that this ticket goes away. And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I got permission from my boss to be late. I grab the new card. I drive over to the cop shop, the city set, whatever the hell it was. Uh, and I'm all prepared. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I got this uh, I got this ticket for driving with no insurance. And here's my proof of insurance. Like the cop said that if I just bring this in, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, nope, this will do the trick. Sure enough, that'll be $25. What? $25? For what? For processing. That's ridiculous. Processing. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, 25 bucks for what? (laughs) The cop told me that it would just go away if (laughs) I showed you proof of insurance. Like, well, you know, we have to process it, so it's going to cost you $25. And I go, well, what happens if I don't pay? Well, then the ticket will go through. Right, so I coughed up the twenty five bucks, and then I watched her process. And here is what she did: she took uh, the ticket <laughs> and my copy of my proof of insurance, yep. put it on a photocopier, Ooh. hit the button <laughs> to make one copy, <laughs> and she, then so, handed me my stuff back. Put that one copy in her stack of yep, papers on yep, her desk, yep. and was like, "Thank you. Have a nice day. Here is your receipt for twenty five bucks." That's so stupid. That's that's FCCing male cow dung. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. Yeah, it, I mean, it's 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 horse hockey. Yeah, so absolutely. so ba- so basically, what you what she just did, you know, I'd say is to, what you just did was part of your job. Presumably, you get paid a salary. You're not you're not here for free, right? And those the source of funds for that salary is what taxes, right? Mm-hmm, yep. So why am I paying another processing fee? Yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, to me that's uh, what we call strong arm robbery. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, extortion, <laughs> definitely extortion. <laughs> so anyway, a uh, federal judge this week issued a preliminary injunction against the city of Houston, blocking it from enforcing an ordinance that prohibits feeding more than five needy people anywhere, including public property, without permission. Well, uh, okay, it's about time. In a ruling issued Wednesday, U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Texas, Andrew Hannon, agreed with the Houston chapter of Food Not Bombs, a volunteer group that distributes free food in cities worldwide, that the city of Houston's months-long crackdown on food sharing was not likely to survive constitutional scrutiny. They've been cracking down on feeding the homeless for months. Months. Yeah. They passed an ordinance that says you can't feed more than five people anywhere. Oh, five is the magic number? Uh, I don't Who came up with that number? Yeah, who are these people to decide who I can and can't feed? So four, four, okay. Five, five no, I, sorry. Five, no, Illegal. no. It's against our ordinance. While Houston's efforts to unify and streamline an efficient end to homelessness and feed the hungry may make good policy sense, Hannon wrote, being sensible does not always equate to being constitutional especially when the consequence of that policy is restricting the expressive conduct of those that are protesting government policy. 
They don't even mention feeding hungry people in their statements. <laughs> Never mind feeding people that are you know probably going to die if they don't get to eat at some point. Yeah, right? yeah. minor, body, minor detail. Human man. body can only go for a few days without food and <laughs> go for a while. You know, just having water, but like, yeah. Houston Houston police began ticketing food, not bombs, Houston, and other local activists using the 2012 ordinance last summer. So they passed this ordinance in 2012. They just started enforcing it last summer. 12 years, 11 years later. Yeah. Just, it's, the, it's the nice pace of the government. It's the speedy pace of the government yeah. as we serve you better. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get served, all right. Yeah, you are. City officials want them to move to an approved parking lot for all homeless services. But the activists say they have a First Amendment right to hand out free food in a downtown public park. Of course they do. Where they had been operating without controversy for a decade with or without the city's permission. The Texas Civil Rights Project filed the First Amendment lawsuit in January on behalf of foods of Food Not Bombs. The suit argues that Houston's anti-food sharing ordinance is unconstitutional both on its face and as applied to food, not bombs, by imposing an invalid prior restraint on the activists' protected First Amendment rights. Hey, you, you may have gotten away with it for 11 years, but there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you elect me, I will begin enforcing this rule. I will begin enforcing this decades-old ordinance about feeding the homeless. That'll solve the problem. According to the Texas Civil Rights Project, Houston police have issued 96 citations for violating the ordinance. So 96, not even people, citations. So we have no idea how many people that applies to, which outlaws providing free food to more than five people in need at outdoor locations with or without permission, potentially totaling more than $192,000 in fines. Wow. It, hey, the fo- city's follow the money, baby. The parasite gang, the Houston parasite <laughs> gang is getting absolutely rich off this scheme, aren't they? Yes. However, the city's attempts to enforce the ordinance have not gone well. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> One activist was acquitted, while the other cases have been dismissed and delayed because prosecutors can't find jurors who are willing to find people $500 <laughs> for the crime of feeding the needy. Well, oh, there, there you go. you, jurors! Yay. Nullify! <laughs> Nullify! Yes! Absolutely nullify! Holy cow. In issuing the preliminary injunction, Hannon found that food not bombs, food sharing is expressive conduct under the First Amendment, and that the group had a substantial likelihood of succeeding on its claims that Houston's ordinance creates unconstitutional prior restraint. Furthermore, Hannon agreed that the ordinance was not narrowly tailored enough, or that it should exist at all, he didn't say that, likely making it an unconstitutional time, place, and manner restriction as well. The ruling is unsurprising. Well, no, actually, it's pretty damn surprising to us <laughs> yeah. because we're here and we see this all the time. We talk about it all the time, and it seems like it happens all the time. And then it takes years uh, and costs somebody a boatload of money to get this thing righted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, other federal courts have come to similar conclusions. Uh, apparently, the 11th Circuit ruled in 2018 that distributing food was expressive conduct. That decision was a response to a lawsuit by the Fort Lauderdale Food Not Bombs chapter. Uh, Randy Hiroshi. 
Uh, he sent a press release that the injunction was a huge win for our community. Congratulations, Food Not Bombs. Keep yep. up the good Congratulations. work. Congratulations. Keep it up. We are out of time. Thank you, Kahuna, for joining me tonight. Thank you, Riley, also for joining me. I appreciate you being here. Thank you to all of our listeners, our callers. Uh, we couldn't do this show without you. If you missed any portion of tonight's program, please find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes, and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com slash concussion. That's aan.com slash concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology.